Kung Shu, who inspired you growing up to be, I guess, to pursue the things you're doing now in terms of your business and your personal philosophies? Pretty much everyone. Like, I grew up in Singapore, which was a great country. I actually got kicked out of it because they took, yeah, short story, my brother's five years older, didn't want to do the mandatory military service. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have a vote in the family matter, so whatever. Um, I was like, nah. Like, no, I'll do it. You know, I'll take his place. It's like a Hunger Games tribute situation there. Um, anyways, I, I moved to Calgary, and, and, and honestly, the ins- inspirations I had came from everywhere. But the biggest two were, one, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Uh, not even for basketball, though I was a huge Lakers fan. Uh, competitive spirit and having a competitive mentality. Guy played with broken fingers and an Achilles that was torn. He shot two free throws and made both. I keep thinking about that when I have a cold or I keep thinking about that when I'm just going through a tough time personally. Like, this guy can still shoot a basketball with a broken finger, which I thought you need for basketball. Like, I'm pretty sure I can get over a situation that might be a little minor to my life right now, but when I look back upon it within two, three months, it's nothing. Okay. That was one thing, you said the second thing. Was oh, the se- well, second my person. mom. My, like, sorry, I thought I mentioned her first, but yeah, my yeah. mom. Don't tell yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. first, but it's on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sorry, my mom. <laughs> my mom, my mom uh, considers herself to be an influencer. Okay. She has uh, 68 followers on Twitter. <laughs> one of them is Prime Minister Trudeau, though. So okay. I'm like, well, can't, can't you know, back off there. But uh, So how does she influence you? I'm curious. Because I'm a parent. So, I mean, anyone here parents? There's a few. How do you influence your children in a, in a positive way? I, I know what to give parenting advice, but like what she did, she, <laughs> like what she did good, I think was like one, I, I think early on, like gave me this weird expectation of like, you know, go in, do your best. If you don't do that, it's like on you, you know, in the sense of like, it doesn't matter what happens with results, but if you just put in a hundred percent, or at least if you feel like you did, that's the success in itself. And I like that mentality. Like it, it immediately teaches you to fail and be fine with it as long as you put in a good effort and you put your best foot forward. I know that's cliche, but I really think it's true. Like, I really, like, a lot of things have become cliche, in my opinion, because they're true. But anyways, the second thing I think she did was, like, very much, you know, very open to what I do in my life. Um, I, the reason why I brought up the Twitter influencer is because she considers herself to be that, right? And she doesn't care if you have 68 followers or 9 or 185. It doesn't really matter to her. She figures out what she wants to do, and she just chases it. And right now she's trying to build up her Twitter following. Maybe I can get her in touch with Bobby. But I mean, honestly, like, I love that she goes after something that she just wants to do even at the age of 50 now. It's incredible. I love that. Um, and then the final thing would just be, like, love. Like, you know, just unconditional love. No matter, like, you know, if I screw up, as long as I don't harm people, as long as I don't make people feel bad, she's always behind me. So, and, and speaking of love, was there, was there a lot of love behind, I mean, was there a lot of failures in growing up in terms of, you know, because a, a lot of young people, they, they fail and they learn, they fail and learn. Are, w- w- did you have that and how did you manage Yes, that? Uh, I mean, I was like a really good student in junior high and then became a really bad student, oddly, in okay. high school. Like, I started debating very competitively. Um, I started, like, not really going to classes too much because we were traveling normally for debate. Okay. Um, and my grades started slipping and that was a huge failure for me. I was like, oh my god, my grades, like, I want to go to law school, I just watched Suits, I love Suits. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 for me at least, the, the, the thing that I talked to, and I think I talked to someone back there about failure before, was um, my opinion of failure is a bit different, because I think the real failure is when you don't move on from something. Um, I think that is a failure in itself, and I think a lot of people fail not because they're you know, scared or because they did something wrong, it's because they had a choice to move on from something and decided not to, and it bothers them within three, four, five months. 
and it doesn't allow them to think openly. It doesn't allow them to go after other opportunities. It makes them more skeptical of people. It just puts you in a box that you can't get out of because you didn't yourself willingly come out of it. It does not, however, mean that failure does not sting. It feels bad. But again, moving on is something everyone has the choice to do. And that's the only thing in our control. And I like to play with things I control, not things I can't. Uh, let me ask you um, two, two stats for you. 80% of first year university students end up doing something completely different. Yeah. And 74% of people are unhappy or dispassionate by their jobs. Uh-huh. Why do you think that is? I like again cultural paradigms like people might have got pushed into something people might go into something thinking it was really cool because they saw a TV show um, <laughs> or or maybe I mean here's the thing too it's like I think there's such a funny thing about learning which is like I think people are like 30 and 42 and just realize they were doing the wrong thing right and it, I think proves to me that the clear underlying fact in life is that you're constantly learning and the way you learn is not just by reading, it's by putting yourself in different environments, testing it out for yourself and realizing maybe this isn't ideal for me because I don't like doing this work 12 hours a day and maybe something else is. Um, and so that's honestly the big thing I would say, like maybe the stats are like that. And do you, what do you think, think no, what's, what's that? What do you, what do you think? Uh, why people do that? Yeah. Oh, I think most people are influenced by their parents to go a certain path. I think a lot of people, I did engineering because I was good at math and physics, mm-hmm. right? So I did engineering, not right. thinking about what is it design my values? What kind of work lifestyle is it? You know, I hated it. So right. like, you know, I, I followed what society did. I followed what my parents said. I followed what I thought I liked as opposed to really thinking about, or sorry, what I was good at versus what I really liked. So yeah. that's kind of what I did. And here's one thing too, really quick on passion. It's like, I think everyone just had this, this one, like project X is my passion. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, that involves, like I, like I went from like wanting to be Santa Claus to like wanting to like be a comic book artist to being a dancer to being a Bollywood actor to now being an entrepreneur. Like the only reason I chose entrepreneurship is because I can do them all now. <laughs> uh, but but honestly, like I, I think those passions will evolve. Maybe in five years I'll pick something else with my well, passion. And what's interesting is as you look at all the different types of career paths or things you had, there are certain aspects of your values in your, your career yes, line. So the first thing I want to do when I was five years old, I want to be a garbage man. Because I wanted to stand on the back of the truck, I want to throw things, press the button, you know, yeah. ride free, you know, and, and there's something there that's independent and autonomy and being out in the open and that still is part of something that I want to do. Yeah. So for me, I look at that, I look at the other things, I want to be an astronaut, okay, mm-hmm. the freedom, exploration, like that's part of who mm-hmm. I am. So yep. I think that's really interesting. Now, uh, in terms of branding, you mentioned authenticity. Can you, how would you define that? I would really just define that as like, imagine you're having a conversation with someone, now let's put that online. Like, what I really mean is, like, if I was talking to you, I wouldn't be, like, emoji, emoji, emoji. Like, I wouldn't, like, show you, like, those balls that have emojis on it to describe what I'm feeling to you. I would put it into words. Uh, and I would look into your eyes. And, like, I would try to engage with you in some way. I would ask you something back in return. I wouldn't just talk about myself all the time. That's honestly how I do it on LinkedIn. It's, I'm not, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst one. <laughs> right? And then, right. so in, ter- and in terms of like yeah. branding, I mean, authenticity is really important, I think. And, uh, you know, what, what would you say is your superpower? My superpower? Yeah. Oh, what are you awesome at? I don't know. Like, I, 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 I haven't figured it out, maybe. Because you mentioned you love writing, so that might be something that you're really, really good I don't at. Think, I think there are a lot of people better than me in writing. Okay. I think superpower needs to be something like you're really, really good at. Okay. Something to think about then. Maybe okay. not knowing what my superpower is. Okay. So then, uh, uh, contrary, what is something you struggle with personally? Oh, well, a lot of things. I, I can't cook. I can't drive. I failed my learner's exam four times. Um, I again can't do math and physics very well. I'm very envious of you. Uh, like there are there are like ninety five percent of things I'm terrible. I can't live independently. Really, I like need somebody around me. Um, really? Yeah, not just my friends. Bless them. Um, yeah, like there are a lot of things I'm terrible at. But like for me, again. 
I really could hardly think of those. Like now that Uber Eats exists, for example, I love that app so much, but like I don't have to cook anymore and I don't concentrate on that aspect of my life. I just concentrate on the things I'm like really, really good at. Okay. Uh, now, um, okay, I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a, what's, what's a curveball at you, okay? Uh, thank you, curveball at you. <laughs> so, we've known each other for a year now. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any feedback for me? Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Constructive critique right. on, on on my brand and how I engage. Twitter's or dying. My, or my business. Twitter's dying. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. Um, Honestly, like, and you should all ask this too. Like, get, get feedback from people. Like, I'm, I'm open to feedback. So, I don't know. Like, here's the thing too. I don't know if I'm like in that position right now to give you feedback, but like, <laughs> you can. I don't mind. Look, look here, here's what I see. I see that you are a successful business person. You've got a really strong thought leadership brand. Now, I'm, I'm happy with my brand in some ways, mm-hmm. but I think there's areas that I can improve upon. But you're a successful <laughs> business person, so I want to learn from you. These people want to learn from you. So I think the best thing is to say, well, you know, what kind of feedback would you have for me when it comes to me running my businesses? Yeah. Well. I think, the, you know, I think the daily LinkedIn tips are great. Okay. And I think, this is maybe not even feedback on something you're doing wrong, but something you should do, is I think you'd be a great like Facebook group or LinkedIn group organizer. Like I feel like you're really upward in terms of like getting on conversations with people. You meet a lot of people at Jack Astor's. I know a lot of students as well, <laughs> yeah, right? Like the one on Young and Dundas. You can yeah, find yeah, them yeah, every single day at 12 p.m. <laughs> but you, you meet a lot of people, and I yeah. think you should put all those people into one Facebook group or one LinkedIn group and start managing that because I think you have a lot of insights to offer that you can get a lot of people's attention with into just meeting people independently. And you mentioned LinkedIn groups. Uh, do you have any insights on the LinkedIn groups in terms of how they're going to be different and maybe how we... Because, you know, I'm, I'm very apprehensive. LinkedIn groups over the years for me have sucked. Yeah. Terribly. <laughs> and to me, like, LinkedIn... You know, LinkedIn should be owning business groups. But Facebook are fantastic. LinkedIn should be owning business calendar updates. But Facebook, you can do that. You can add them to your calendar. LinkedIn's got to be better at groups. But, but they're changing. So mm-hmm. maybe you can share what are, some, what are some things that we can leverage in the new, new groups. So three features that I like about LinkedIn groups coming out. One is the ability to be able to invite as many people to a group. Um, so for like your problem, for example, like that will not exist on LinkedIn. Like you'll be able to, if you really had the time for like five hours, you could add everyone you wanted. Um, of course, you can get out of it. You can't force them to be in it. But, <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, that's great. There's a limit on Facebook, which I know, um, mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't exist on LinkedIn. The second thing is that being streamlined into your newsfeed um, and also the ability to run ads for your LinkedIn group. So if you want to get into people's newsfeed, like you're interested in entrepreneurship and technology and you have a LinkedIn group on it, you can pay maybe $5 to get into 300 people's newsfeed at you should join this LinkedIn group on entrepreneurship and technology. And it's a great way to build up the group just by doing simple advertising and people's newsfeed. And do you know if there's any uh, new trends in uh, coming up on LinkedIn via the video? Yes. So ideally, I don't know how many people here don't have video. Okay, everyone. Okay, it should, it should be on your app, I yeah. think. On your phone, you should be like, on your phone? Yeah, okay, good. All right. Okay. There's like this one guy who keeps commenting back to me on every post being like, I still don't have video. Like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, um, well, two things. One, live video will be coming out in the next four or five months. They're beta testing it right now, actually, which is great. Um, internally within the team, which I think will be game changer. I'm really hoping they don't do stories, though. Uh, everyone's doing right. stories, even yeah. WhatsApp did stories, I'm like, who checks out, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the second big update is going to be something to the effect of a calendar, like being able to have all your appointments saved into a calendar, right. because I think a lot of people converse on LinkedIn being like, well, 5.30 work, and then I'll give you a suggested button to add it into your calendar immediately, either iCal or on LinkedIn calendar. So. 
that'll just make like setting up meetings so easy. And speaking of the video trend, are there any other interesting trends you're seeing in terms of uh, digital marketing, digital technology that are coming up? Like in what way? Well, in terms of you know things we need to be aware of, aware of in terms of trends that are coming up from social and digital. Um, hashtag campaigns seem to be like the big thing on LinkedIn right now. Okay. Um, if you can start something around an issue you really care about, so for example, like four months ago, we started the Let's Get Honest campaign, um, and we got a couple of friends to just post about it every single day. Um, and the whole goal behind it is getting people to be vulnerable and talking about things they otherwise would not do in the workplace. Um, so you know, showing your vulnerabilities, your failures, things that you're not proud about. Um, I think if you find an idea like that and maybe get like five to six people on LinkedIn to post the next day, it'll catch on. Um, and those videos do really well as well because people love the ancient, like, you know, creativity and the innovation that comes with thinking about an idea, the angle, the hashtag, the campaign itself. The second big thing for video, I was telling someone back there about it, like I'm still waiting for someone to take video to the whole new level. It's not just about daily vlogging in my opinion, it's I think a lot about posting things that are relevant to the platform but are done in either a humorous or emotional way. Like, I think one prompt that could be incredible is like professional interviews that go wrong and like teaching people what not to do in an interview but doing that in a one to two minute video where you reenact an interview scene. So I mean, if you guys have any time during I mean, like spoof videos like what Superwoman yeah. does, Superwoman does? Superwoman does on Instagram or Smosh when they started off. Like if you do these like some like, little funny videos, but they actually like, give you like things that you can learn about interviews or job hunting or networking or whatever, that could be really funny and at the same time also be informative and it could set you apart. So in fact, in fact, one of my videos that did well on LinkedIn was upside down because they couldn't figure out how to freaking and I was so frustrated and I spent two hours Wait. trying to change the video and you did like this? No, no, I recorded, oh. but it was upside down, and I couldn't figure oh. out why the hell is upside down. And I tried different things. Right. I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to post this thing. Yeah. And I posted it, and it got huge tragedy. Wow, they're upside down. And then they're like, you should post every single time. No, no, but I mean, it was funny. But I would love to do that. It'd be yeah. fun to do, like, you know, networking fail. Yeah, know? Like, right? just this whole series. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah. Let's do, do this. Do it. Networking fails. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question, and, and I'll get some Q&A. Um, we, we talk business, we talk branding. I want to talk briefly about career thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, what are your thoughts about people who follow a career path versus people who follow an entrepreneur path? And should everyone be an entrepreneur? Should everyone stay with a career 50 years? Uh, should they leave? What, what do you think people should be doing or are doing? What's your thoughts on them? I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no personal opinion on whether everyone should be an entrepreneur. I do believe because I have strong opinions. I'm just okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I'm curious what your thoughts. I, I do think anyone can be an entrepreneur because what I really think is cool is like the best entrepreneurs take things they're really good at, and a lot of times a nine to five job will teach you that, and then they take that and they apply it to a field. Like entrepreneurship is not a field in itself; it's just a way of doing things, which is taking something you're really good at, or taking your passion, or taking your job and what work you're doing there, but just doing it yourself on your own hours with people that you are able to choose. Right? So I reasonably think anyone here can do it because everyone here is good at at least one thing um, and everyone can take what they're good at and could do it maybe even as like a side thing while they're doing a full-time job. The question I don't think is, is everyone, can everyone be an entrepreneur? I think the real question is should everyone do it? Which is entirely subjective. A lot of times I think people leave like 80 hour weeks to work 100 hour weeks as an entrepreneur and like think it's gonna be glamorous, but it's really not. And you're doing a lot of signing of documents, printing of documents, PDFs that don't really translate to Word docs and are frustrating. 
Um, <laughs> and you know, you're doing stuff like that. So I reasonably think, you know, find whatever is good for you. The only thing that I think I agree is uh, not confining yourself to one occupation. So what I like about my life right now is I've kind of like picked out being not only an entrepreneur, but a speaker, also like doing a bit of venture capital work with a basketball player. And then at the same time, also just, you know, being a LinkedIn person that it posts on LinkedIn, right? Um, and I think anyone who really can do that, the real thing it comes down to is if you're working a full-time job, but maybe you want to start a blog on the side, I would say do it. <coughs> like do it now, honestly, find a platform that's popping like Medium or LinkedIn, put your content there and see what comes of it. Because a lot of times I think a lot of people are going to find that they become very successful in that and can move full-time into it. Um, and maybe you don't have to work a nine to five job. Though my mom and my dad both work nine to five jobs and love it. And so I, I don't know why, but recently, I feel like in the last couple of years, people have just started being like a nine to five job has a negative connotation. It's perfectly fine. Like you can go home now and you can chill with your friends and play Xbox. I would love to do that. Um, I just need to, you know, like, I want to work on my own idea, but that's the only reason why. If I, if I found a company like Dunk, I'd go and work for it because I think there's so much more free time that you can get for yourself and you can spend time with your friends and your family and you can do whatever you want in the other hours after nine to five. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Now what we'll do is, anybody have any questions on career, business, entrepreneurship, all that kind of stuff, this is where you can ask. And let's, let's make a discussion. I mean, you're happy to hear that question.